Hello, this is Coaching Works on 633 with your co-host Sharon, Certified Life Coach, and me, Kimberly Belrose, Faith Coach, as we team up to spur the believer in you to wake up. Our prayer for Coaching Works is that you, our listeners, gain an awareness of the profession of coaching and how it can help anyone with anything. We do hope you come back on Wednesday for my wake up episodes as I share from my experiences in how God has both led me and carried me through my life. And we can't forget Friday's episodes with Sharon's checkmate as she discusses the many ways we get stuck in life, giving us insight, tips and tools from her training and experience to affect change in our lives. Now today... We are talking about what happens when we hit a wall in our life and our faith. You know, we're, we've been seeking God. We wonder where he's going, what he wants from us. You know, we, we have this kind of connection going on. And then, and then it's like, what? God wants this? I don't want that. Now, what do I do? So that's the wall that we're going to talk about today and how coaching can help with that wall. So first, I'm going to read a scripture. And you know me, my listeners. I like the Message Bible. I'm in the Message Bible. And today, I'm going to read from Matthew 16, 24 through 26. Now, in case you wanted to know what happened before that is when Peter told Jesus that, no, he can't die. That can never be. And Jesus didn't swerve. You know, it says that, you know, he said to Peter, get out of my way. Satan, get lost. You have no idea how God works. And then Jesus began to work on his disciples. And he said this, Anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. You're not in the driver's seat. I am. Don't run from suffering. Embrace it. Follow me and I'll show you how. Self-help is no help at all. Self-sacrifice is the way, my way, to finding yourself, your true self. What kind of deal is it to get everything you want but lose yourself. What could you ever trade your soul for? So today, Sharon's a little bit of the guinea pig, and I'm a little bit of the faith coach. Last episode, it was vice versa. So, Sharon, something's happened in your life, and you you hit a wall. You came up with a wall. It's like, what? God wants this? I don't. Now what? Can you tell us a little bit of a lead up to your story? What's your wall? Okay. Um, well, the wall has been coming for some time. Um, and um, it's, it's really kind of um, been built since about last August, um, little bit by little bit. Um, and what happened was I was looking for a job and I just wanted something a couple days a week because I 
just moved to the town that I'm in and I didn't know anybody and and we'd been in the pandemic for the shutdown and I hadn't had a chance to really get out and meet anybody. And so I thought if I could work for a couple days a week, I might meet some people. And things had opened up a bit again. So I put out some resumes and I got a call back from a lady who uh, owns a restaurant. And um, it, it was not your typical job interview. It was more like a chit chat. We clicked right away. And, um, but by the time she called me, which wasn't right away after I put the application in, um, I had kind of given it second thought, other things that happened in my life. And I said, you know, I would like to, but I can't, I can't do it right now. I'm really sorry that I kind of set that up, but I have to beg off. And she said, that's okay. Um, you know, just we'll stay in touch. So every month or every couple of weeks actually she'd give me a call and see how things were going and sometimes she would call and we'd just chat and we wouldn't even talk about the job and so when it came time that I could actually go and do the work um I felt like I already knew her and she's a Christian lady and I felt like it was kind of a God thing that she had waited and was still willing to give me whatever hours I wanted whatever days I wanted to accommodate anything that I needed if I would just come and work with her. So that's how it started. And I, I was, I was okay for a while. And uh, and then we went through a couple more shutdowns and um, the wall started to grow because the job was getting more difficult for me. Um, I'm, I'm cooking and I cooked years ago and started having problems with the heat in the kitchen And you know the saying, if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. So I did. And um, I guess I just needed a reminder why that had to be, because I was starting to have problems again. Um, So I was going to leave the job. And I kind of made a deal uh, with myself that I would tell her with lots of notice so she could find somebody. And when we got called back from um, the shutdown right around Christmas time, I was going to give my notice. And lo and behold, one of the other staff had quit during that time. And so my position was no longer cooking. And uh, so I kept the job. And I really was starting to feel like God was in it. That there's a reason I was there that, you know, it, it just really started to feel like a God thing. And then we shut down again, and I was laid off again. And when we opened back up, uh, we had lost two more staff members. And she had skeleton crew, and she needed more from me. And because she'd been so good to me, I said, okay. So I began working full-time. Well, not full-time, but every day. And I was back in the heat of the kitchen. And I really was not happy about it. And So So being not happy about it is the wall? That's the wall, because I started to question, what am I even doing here? Because, to be honest, I want to be full-time coach. That's my dream. That's my goal. Um, And this was cutting into time that I felt I should be spending on my business. And that's where, you know, my heart was with the business. And, um, And yet... 
you know, I kind of felt bad for this lady that I've become friends with. You know, I didn't want to leave her with no staff. Um, so I, that's where the wall jumped up and hit me in the face. Um, and, and so I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, you know, and yet there was this little niggle in the back of my mind that God really wanted me there. So and that's where I found myself. So then, you know, yesterday mm-hmm. we we had our coaching time as we do. You coach me, I coach you, and then we get chat chatting about business. Right. Um and so we really looked at yesterday is we dug a little bit down into what, why does God want you there? What does that look like? You know, as a godly wife and as a godly woman of business and you have a family, you have uh, a mom, you have a mother-in-law, you have, you have a very busy life. And now God is saying, I want you to do this. But what did we dig down to as to why God wants you to do this? Well, I think it, it's a couple things. And I just want to share something that happened to me in this, in this struggle that I was in. Um, and that is that I was, well, I, I was complaining to God in my journal time, um, and I sit down with God and I talk to him and and I journal and I feel sometimes that, you know, he talks back. And I, re- I record what I think he's telling me. And sometimes it's shocking because it's not what I want to hear or think I'm going to hear. And so during my complaining with God, um, I feel like he kind of said to me, it's not the job that's the problem. It's my thought about the job my thoughts that I'm having about the job and they're all negative and they're all self-defeating. And if I change my thoughts, then the rest will change too. Yes. And I said, well, it's not just my thoughts because my body aches, you know, I'm on my feet all day. It's, you know, and I don't, I didn't want that. And I know God said to me, if I ask you to go there, to work there, to be there for whatever is needed of you. Will you do that for me? And it reminded me of the scripture where it says that we are to, you know, do all things as if unto the Lord. Yes. And so that put me in a predicament where, you know, I'm not going to say to God, no, I'm I'm not willing to do that. (laughs) Right. That's right. So, so, I forget what your question was. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, you you answered the question already because you just said that you felt God said, if I ask you to do this in whatever way that you can in your job for this one, will you do it for yeah. me? And you very, very clearly answered that. Yes. Now, you mentioned in your Checkmate episode that, you know, Joyce Meyer, 
God bless Joyce Meyer. God bless Joyce Meyer. She says that we all have the same 24 hours. It's what, what we do with that 24 hours is what makes the difference. Some people right. are very, um, I want to say productive. Pro- productive. That's the word. I was going to say profitable. Oh, that's not right. Some people are very, very productive with their 24 hours. And some people are not. And, right. you know, I f- think that a lot of that can also stem from our thought life. I agree. So... Yes. Where the mind goes, the man falls. That's another That's... Joyce Meyerism. Oh my That's gosh, right. they're flying. And here's another one for you. Oh wait, I gotta save that one. We gotta save that <laughs> one for a few more minutes. Because we're going to go into um so even just this very day, yes, you went something. you went to work. Yeah, and something happened today too. That's right. And God started your training. So it was just, you know, this week you hit the wall. Mm-hmm. And yesterday we done some coaching. And you've done some yes. praying and journaling before that, obviously, because that's who you are. That's what we do. And so then we got a little bit deeper. And then you went to work today. And what happened? Hmm. Well, it's it's, it's kind of like God decided my training was going to start today on changing my thoughts. Um, throughout the morning, uh, anytime I had a negative thought, you know, oh, it's so hot in here, I can't take it. and Or the one time I was complaining about my feet hurting. And I got this little quick little... Thought dropped in my head by God and said, well, at least you're not walking through the desert for 40 years. <laughs> you know, And it was like, oh, oh, yes, that's true. <laughs> you know, and and that happened for a while. These just the, almost little one liners. Right. That he would give me. And that continued. And every time I had a negative thought, every time I felt discouraged or overwhelmed, um, I I would get something from God. I would get a scripture or I would get words of correction, right? And I really did feel like I was in training. But I'm going to tell you, it was mostly in the morning. By the time the afternoon came, it wasn't happening as much because I wasn't having so many negative thoughts. And, you know, I was catching them before they really formed or I wasn't even thinking about that because, to be honest, I was quite enjoying my day. And, um, and I think it was a revelation. It was a revelation for me about quite a lot of things. And the one is that it is my thought life. Not that I thought God was wrong, but, um, you know, it's it's amazing how we weigh ourselves down. Yes. With our thoughts, you know, how they can, how they can really tire us out physically even. Yes. And, um, and I think one of the, Issues I was having with the job was I felt it would interfere with my coaching business time or my family business, like my family taking care of time or, um, and that I wouldn't have time for other things. And 
really, that's my thoughts telling me that. I don't think that's reality because true confession, when I wasn't at work, when I was laid off during the pandemic, I had all the time in the world and I didn't accomplish all the things I wanted to do. And so I think, you know, it was a bit of an eyeful for me that productivity isn't really a time thing. It's a thought thing. It's a motivation thing. and a priority thing that comes from your thoughts. That's right. That's right. And so to kind of bring it together from my perspective of your experience and of the of coaching and my, you know, prophetic tendencies, win words, um, a couple of things that I, I want to bring in. First of all, with ADHD, um, thoughts can cause a lot of damage and a lot of uh, rabbit trails. So we'd say, you know, I'm serious. There has been so many days in my past before God had me training in my thought life that, you know, I would make half my bed and I'd be so surprised when I came to bed at night because I'd made half of it in the morning and I'd come into my room at night and I'm like, what the heck? I never even finished making the bed. The whole day was sidetracked and one thing led to another. And um, so workarounds with that kind of thing and training with the, the spirit on getting those things more connected and using timers and whatnot that, you know, that that journey really helped me. But the thought process you know, one of the wind words, I believe I've I've shared this, but it's definitely a vision that is stirred up right now, um, is that our negative thoughts and fears, I absolutely believe, create a stench in the spiritual realm. And mm-hmm. I know that this is coaching works, but I also know I'm telling you that I'm a faith coach. So I can't leave this spiritual realm part out. No. And so when we are having stinking thinking, then there are vultures in the spiritual realm that are not of God. And they are drawn to the stench of stinking thinking. And they pick more at your life. When you're not having stinking thinking, they don't even really notice you because they're, right. it, they're drawn to the stink and they carry a shadow over you uh, in the spiritual realm of clarity between you and God. And they carry a weight on you. Um, and, you know, yes, 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 we can, you know, in Jesus' name, get out of here kind of thing. But we have to change our thinking. Or they're always coming back and drawn to us. So, you know, I love what you said about your training today of your thought life. And, you know, as I have said on on my webpage and, you know, my role as a faith coach, is really to get you closer to the ultimate coach. And I'm so excited that that's what happened to you today. So now, 
One thing I want to ask you, because you told me this before we started our recording, how did you feel when you got home today compared to your last shift? I felt good. I, I, I cannot tell a lie. I felt good. Um, I mean, I was tired, but I'd worked all day. You know, I wasn't so tired that I needed a nap, which is generally what I do. And, um, and my feet hurt, but not so much. I had to sit down and put them up in the air or anything. I felt pretty good. Um, and I think today was no different, actually, in what I did at work. You know, or the length of my shift or how much running around I did or, or the heat factor. It was all exactly the same. It was what I was telling myself about it. That's right. Right. And, um, and I mean, we, we, we have to remember, and I have to remember it too. I teach this, but I only teach it because I go through it. And that is that, you know, the story we're telling ourselves about something or ourselves or someone. Yes. That's what we believe. Yes. And so I had, you know, I, I had to really take control of my thoughts you know, yes. That scripture about take every thought captive. To the to, obedience. Yeah, the obedience of Christ um, took on a new meaning today for me. And I put it into practice, you know, with the help of God who kept nudging me. Yes. Um, but seeing the difference it made in my day is definitely motivation to do it again you know, not tomorrow, but the next day. Yes, <laughs> you know, right. I'm off tomorrow. But, I mean, it was successful. And um, when when you see something work and it, and it lifts that weight off you and it makes me feel better, I just want to do it again. Yes. You know? And I want to I be honest. It didn't change. It didn't change really my, my bottom line. Like I... I still don't, I still want to work at my coaching business. Yes, but but you you made a choice to what? Be obedient. Yeah, die to. I 100% believe that God has asked me to be there. That's right. And I know in the last few years, he has asked more and more of me um, in my Christian walk that I, submit more and more of myself to him and and this is just one more step you know and so if my feet hurt or if I'm tired or if you know I have to prioritize a little better in my time management yes um you know then that's what I choose to do because this is what he wants me to do yes and and I mean, it, the wall is still there, you know, it's almost like, because that's still not really wanting to be there, is there, because I'd rather be somewhere else. But I think the more days I have, like today, the the more of that, that wall is going to dissipate. That's right. You know, because as I work it in my life, hopefully, you know, and I prioritize things. Um, then I'll have the time to do what I still want to do and work too. That's right. 
because I believe if God has told me that it's all going to work out, it's all going to work out. Amen. Amen to that. Amen to that. And I want to conclude with another Joyce Meyer. You know, we should get royalties or something for how much we mention her name. (laughs) But she has a message or did years ago about uh, authority over the enemy. And one of her things was like, if you didn't have authority over a sink full of dirty dishes, why do you think you can have authority over Satan, over the enemy, right? And that has stuck with me. Right. But that is part. I mean, that's so huge of our thought life, you know, and I and I think of the even just the fruits of the spirit. You know, if you line them up like books, they begin with love and they end with self-control. And everything is held together by those two things. Mm -hmm. And as Christians, we have to know God's love. And we have to see others through his love. And we have to love others. And that's what you're talking about today, is the decision you made was not to serve Sharon. The decision you made was for God to lay down what Sharon wants and to serve another. And now what he has you practicing on the journey is the other end. It's that self-control. And as you exercise self-control in our thought life, then all of those other fruits will begin to um, be there. They'll begin to grow. And I have said over and over in my podcast and in my wind words that the fruits are not for sharing. Yes, you have said that. The fruits are for other people. So when you walk in that boundaries, in those posts, in that love and self-control, those fruits are going to grow for your employer to eat, for your co-workers, for your customers, for your husband, for your family, your children, your mom, your neighbors. As we walk out in the obedience of Christ and we serve the God Instead of trying to get him to serve us, we will see a difference in our lives and in those around us. Agreed? I agree. I'm looking forward to that. You know, I know I can trust him. Yes. The number of times in my life where it looks like he's asking me to do impossible things or you know things I don't want to do and it all works out it all you know, works out he works all things together for for the good that's you know, right for those who yeah love him so I just I think the takeaway for me from all of this has been watch my thoughts that's right watch my thoughts and make sure they line up with the word right Make sure that they're okay with God. And I wasn't doing that. You know, I wasn't going to him first. I was complaining first. It's our flesh. Pardon me? Our flesh wants to be like those Israelites going through the wilderness. Yeah. 
and I was certainly doing my share, you know, to anybody in my home that could hear me, <laughs> you know. Yes. Um, and my second takeaway is that um, he does ask us to sacrifice for other people's benefit. You know, Christ sacrificed himself for us, so we should be willing to do the same. And it's not comfortable. No. It's not comfortable. But when he asks us to do that, and he's done this before for me, when he asks us to do that, he always rewards us. Amen. In some way, you know. Um, yes. And my reward is that, you know, I'm able to be there for somebody else, you know, and help her when she is short-staffed and just be just be reliable and just be there for her, right? And and still be able to do what I want to do. I know he's going to work that out somehow. So That's right. Yeah. We've been a little longer today and we want to thank you for sticking it out with us and for listening. And I just want to close with reminding you from the Message Bible that anyone who intends to come with, or go with Jesus has to let him lead. You're not in the driver's seat. He is. Don't run from suffering. Embrace it. Follow him and he'll show you how. Self-help is no help at all. Self-sacrifice is the way. His way to finding yourself your true self. What kind of deal is it if you get everything you want, but lose yourself? What could you possibly trade your soul for? So we want to bless you for being here. We want to bless you for your part in this, for listening, for sharing with others, for leaving encouraging words. And remember, we're sharing Certified Life Coach, and Kimberly Belrose Faith Coach. And you can find us at www.wildflowerwomen.ca is Sharon's website. And you can find me at www.633-wakeup.com. These, these links are in our show notes. And until next time, be blessed and be a blessing.